also, if there's just like a slit of lube coating the inside of your rectum, and it coats your turds as they come out, would it also like uh, decrease like the shit smears in your toilet bowl? You know, there's a nice little there's a nice little hydrophilic layer between the poop and the wa- and the water, and so it doesn't uh, so it slides right down your toilet without leaving a big smear. We'll have to do some studies. <laughs> oh boy. So what what are you asking here? What are you wanting to know? About what? You're just talking about that hydrophilic layer. Well, what I'm asking, like, if you've got some left, if if you've got some residual lube in your butt from uh, earlier activities, whatever they may be, does that lube like actually lubricate things going out as well as going in? Yeah. Ah, I see. So, listener, welcome to another episode of the Suzuki <laughs> Podcast. Welcome. God, you going to start it right there. Apparently, brought to you by butt sex. <laughs> butt sex. Does regular sex not involve enough feces and crying? If not, then you should try butt sex. Butt sex. For when you decided, gee, I really like vaginas, but I wish they were drier and full of poop. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say about most things. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, hmm, this, uh, this pudding is nice, but it would be better if it was drier and full of poop. That's why I poop right into my dryer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You hold my masterpiece. <clears throat> I'm Frank Furter, you're Salami. Let's get together for a sausage party this week on the Slazoom podcast. Colin and Caleb and Ethan are having a sausage party because Sarah's not here. Colin just froze. God killed him. Oh, no, there he is. <laughs> I was clapping. I oh. froze. Damn it. Okay. I'm so sorry you missed the applause. Thank you, Ethan. That was really nice. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. So yeah, listener, uh, Sarah is not here, uh, working on her thesis for her head. Masters! 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 <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So do we have any, um, any topics for this week? Any structure of any kind? I may have cracked my skull, um, so that's something. Let's start with that. Yeah, okay. let's go with that before you forget. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I was at, uh, I was at work, I worked part-time just in the loading dock, um, you know, make a little money to round out the independent contractor thing that I do, um, and usually it's pretty nice, I mean, it, it's hard work, but you know, it's, it, it pays pretty well, uh, for an honorable work. Oh, God, no, I get so many hand jobs. Uh, anyways, you know, you're usually done by like nine in the morning, and, you know, you <laughs> It pays well, so it, it, I'd highly recommend it if you're uh, if you're uh, like an aspiring artist or something and just need something to pay the bills. Anyway, um, it's usually fine, but today there were a bunch of like there were 28 uh, drums of some sort of industrial chemical lube, probably. They weighed like at the apropos, they weighed like 650 pounds each, and. The rocket scientists who put them on the trailer we were unloading did not put them on forklift pallets. So uh, we had to, or I had to try and put them on the forklift pallets uh, with this little 
two-wheeled dolly specifically for drums. And uh, so the problem was, like, the bottom of the dolly is, like, rounded to so that it, like, doesn't catch on things, and it makes it really hard to get on the paddle because you've got to, like, get it off the ground by, like, six inches. Um, so I had the dolly was, like, still kind of hooked on to the, the oiled drum. Uh, the dolly itself weighs, like, 120 pounds or something. I was pushing on it, trying to get it onto the pallet. And all of a sudden, the dolly slipped, and the handle just cracked me right in the head, just, like, behind my ear. And I heard this wonderful sound, like, splintering wood. Wow. And it was... Anyway, so I'm like... I, I like, stepped back, and I was just kind of, like, feeling around myself. Like, did I just crack my skull? I'm like, that's weird, because it really didn't hurt that bad, and it wasn't very jarring. In fact, it probably, like, would have had a terrible concussion, except, like, my head didn't move at all, because, like, my skull just absorbed the impact. And I'm like, I feel like I should be unconscious if my skull cracked, but I definitely heard, like, a... Right when that thing whacked me behind the ear. Uh, so I'm like, this is interesting. And I'm just kind of sitting there, just, like, kind of feeling my head with my hands, and everyone's like, uh, you okay, dude? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it hurt a little bit, but it didn't feel awful, and I I don't feel confused or dizzy or anything, but I did hear an awful <laughs> cracking sound, and uh, so then I went home and had my wife look at it, she's like, oh my god, that's, like, bruised and really inflamed and swelling. Hmm. Uh, nice. And then she looked at it again a little later, and the swelling had gone down, she's like, you know, it's probably a bone bruise, because that's one of the hallmarks of a bone bruise, is that... It swells a bunch immediately, then it kind of goes down. Like when you whack your shin really hard on something, so... Yeah, but um, one I, of the hallmarks of a bone root is not sounding like you shattered your skull. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a very weird place, piece of skull. Well, if you're going to fracture your skull, uh, it's probably the bone to fracture. I think it's like the perial bone. Uh, I have a perial that'll bone. Be, that'll bone. be next week's sponsor. Hey, want to fracture your skull? Is that fracture this part of the skull? <laughs> but it, um, it's weird because, you know, most bones, you know if you break them because either some muscle attaches to them and you have to use it to move, um, or, or something else. But this is like a bone in your skull where it's really just there to protect your brain, which I guess it did its job. I'm not dead. Or, uh, you know, like, you see. Uh, are you sure you're not dead? I mean, just saying. So, so you didn't think that this was worth it to go to a doctor and and just have them confirm or deny your curiosity? <laughs> no, I might get around to it. <laughs> Gonna go there in a couple years. Yeah, I mean, looks like it was definitely broken at one point. Hard to say. And now it's healed wrong, and you have five seconds to live. Oh, hey, make the most of them. Though I kind of want to go to see if I can get a titanium plate put in my head so I can literally be a metalhead. That would be pretty cool. But like, you can never get like a, an MRI done or something. Oh, yeah. Like that. yeah. That'd be pretty good. It needs a MRY. Am I right, guys? Damn. Nice. <laughs> so so that, that's, my, that's my news this week. I, I may have broken my skull. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> I had something kind of similar happen one time. We were trying to put up a barbed wire fence, and we had a new spool of barbed wire. We had a rod running through the middle of it. We put it up on a 
a pallet fork on the front of a skid steer. So the skid steer could just back up and it would unwind and we'd have a long wire. And somehow that, that rod came out of the wiring that was holding it there. And so the rod goes in the, between the two forks and the pallet fork and pushes that, you know, the, the wire falls down, pushes the rod down, the rod swings over and hits me right on top of the head. <laughs> and it didn't sound like it cracked anything, but my uncle's like, it, it really sounds like, I don't know, it sounded like if you would, you know, and you hit a watermelon or something, <laughs> that kind of hollowish sound. <laughs> like, I didn't notice. It felt kind of shitty. Speaking of good head injuries, I remember, Caleb, that one you had. We all lived in the house together. Mm, you just caught the top of your head, like, right on the corner of a cabinet, getting off the shitter. But I was very <laughs> I was very confused, because I tried to, like, uh, do some forensic stuff and return to the scene of the accident and reconstruct what happened. And I can't figure out how you did this without just, like, jumping up like a frog at a 45-degree angle off the toilet. Which, I don't know, maybe that's how you usually <laughs> get off the toilet. Hey, you know, when you're done, you're done. It was an epic shit. Launched him off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can stand to be on the toilet about two seconds past when I'm done wiping, and then I spring off of it like a man possessed. Just give it a whole new lease on life by. That's right. You know, every every time I shit, it's like I'm a new man, <laughs> and I'm you know invigorated, ready to take on the world. <laughs> I just took a shit. I feel vigorous. <laughs> Speaking of Caleb's shits, I think this takes us to our next topic. <laughs> Caleb, when is the last time that you've taken a shit? Uh, it would have been, I think, last Tuesday, I think. So that's Over eight days ago. Yeah. Okay. For the curious listener... Caleb is a mad, stupid madman who is on day ten. What now? Ten of not eating food. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, he says he'll eat an apple once or yeah. twice. No, just just to spice things up. Nope. Like you know, if you get an apple, it's like really nice and shiny. You just look at it for a while, and then. Uh, and you put it in your mouth, you know, swish it around a little bit. <laughs> just took that whole apple, put it in your mouth, swish it around. Yeah. Wait, why don't you just put a whole bushel of apples in your mouth, Caleb, <laughs> and swallow them whole? Come your mouth. That's a good idea. <laughs> Could really cut down on apple eating time. That's true. So, what is the reason for this fast? I don't know. That there's nothing like super specific that like triggered it. I just kind of like wanted to to try it. I thought it was an interesting idea to see what it was like. You know, people talk about fasting and what it's what it's like. By the way, to the listener, totally overblown. It's like not a big deal at all. Like after yeah. a few days, you don't even feel hungry. Anymore. Yeah, I don't see what those starving people in Syria are complaining. Well, about. I mean, if you are actually mal- <laughs> malnutritious, if you are actually like running out of energy, that's one thing. I had plenty sitting around, so I could not eat for months and months, and I would be totally fine. Caleb, don't sell yourself short. You are exactly as much of a hero as Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> thanks. 
So what was... You probably will shit sometime soon, because your body's still producing waste products and, like, got red blood cells, and it's going to be a very interesting shit. I look forward to hearing about it. I'll take pictures. Um, but yeah, my question is, so I did a... to be on the podcast. Will do. I fasted for, like, 48 hours once. It was actually, I was taking, like, a, it was, like, the intro to natural resources class. And we were talking about, like, food and food insecurity. I'm like, oh, so much of the world's starving. Um, and I... There was, a, there was a very Catholic girl who was, um, like, was my class buddy for this. Like, we sat together and, like, talked about homework and stuff. We had questions outside of class. And it was just, like, I think we were waiting for classes to start. Or, like, the class had just gone out. And I just kind of, I think I said something about the teachers. Like, yeah, it'd be interesting, like, for a thing to go on a fast and, like, write it up. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's a great idea. I think, you know, if anyone wants to do that for extra credit, um... Or if you have, like, if you have, you know, diabetes or something where you can't, it's bad for your health to fast. You know, talk to me and we'll work something, figure something else out. And the Catholic girl's like, yeah, we can fast in, like, in, like, three days because that's the traditional day of fasting for, like, the patron saint of some crap. Literally, it was the patron saint <laughs> of some crap. Like, those Catholics, they have a saint for everything. Um, bless them. Yeah. So, like, I was really, so I think I started my fast. I had, like, a big lunch at noon and then I fasted like for two days um and like I was really hungry at around like nine o'clock that night because my body's like bitch you ain't eating nothing in nine hours um and I was like yes body I haven't I went to bed that night and then after then I never felt hungry my body's like oh I guess we're not eating well that's that then you know <laughs> and One uh, last thing right so uh and I actually, like, I, I hit the 48-hour mark, and I'm like, let's just keep this going. But then they had, like, uh, uh, it was, like, at 3 in the afternoon or something. There was some, like, cookout for, like, the student, like, the Student Union Association put on for, like, the first football game. Not first football game, for maybe it was homecoming or something. And, like, all my, all my friends went to it, and I just went there and was kind of sitting there. And, um, and I said, you know... This is stupid. I'm like, what's the end game here? I've got to start eating sometime. Uh, I don't want to just push this how far how far it will go. That's I really have no interest in doing that. So I might as well just end it now. Um, and then I like got a burger and downed it and then ate like four more burgers. I'm like, oh, like as soon as I actually started eating food, my body's like, oh shit, this is food. This is what we've been going with now. Damn, it's good. So so I guess my with that explanation, when did you like stop feeling hungry? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't, like, a specific time where I, like, marked uh, my calendar. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it was after, like, the first day or two. And actually, e even now, like, occasionally I'll kind of get a little hungry, like, especially if I'm around food. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, like, somebody brings lunch into the office that smells pretty good. Uh, that'll do it. But, like, just, like, like sitting here really that hungry. Also, a great way to um, uh, to do this but still kind of feel like you're eating something is um, having a nice dinner of soup broth. That's that's pretty great. And it also helps <laughs> like keep your electrolytes in balance. 
Okay, so you're eating soup broth and apples. So you're not really fast. You're, you're just like being a piece of shit. Um, yeah, it's, fat, it's with an You're asterisk. eating apple Caleb, soup just, every day. You've just been procrastinating grocery shopping. Is that what this is? <laughs> this is just lazy. Caleb's like, well, I've got ketchup and some apples and soup broth. I think I should fast. <laughs> so you, you say that. <laughs> We just got down to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> uh, I did have an embarrassing abundance of soup bouillon. And so this is kind of like killing two birds with one stone, where I can really cut down on how much soup bouillon I have, and also not going buy groceries. So it's kind of a win-win. Is <laughs> it? So how did you come up with so much soup bullion? Good question. No, I, I don't have any in this house. I'm pretty sure. It's well, just the overabundance of it. Yeah, when not we, even the factories that make it. When we moved out of the old apartment, I guess I took all of it. Well, I never bought any. Where did it come from? No, I. It just shows up. You know, you put two together in a cabinet. And you leave for a while, and there's going to be six or eight in there. The I shows up with some soup bullion. I could have been a pelican. If at some point some of that bullying came from earlier residences of yours, I could have been a culprit because I uh, like to make gumbo, as as uh, you both know, uh, occasionally, and I make a big pot of pot of it and call for a lot of broth. And instead of like going and buying all the broth, I just add water and then add some bullion. Each sure. time I'm not buying the ingredients to make gumbo, I'm always like, well, I think we have bouillon, but I don't know if we have enough bouillon, I better buy some more. And then it just kind of... That happens with cumin at our house as well. Hmm. Common. Common. Oh, yeah. Would yeah. that be like if you had, if you're playing billiards <laughs> with balls made out of people, the cue ball would be the cumin? Cumin. Yeah, cumin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, moving on, um, moving on from your fasting, I don't know, man, this is, this is interesting, it's an interesting area of conversation Yeah, that the podcast might never get to. I think the most I've ever fasted is probably like three days without food, but that was when I was horribly sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cheating. I always felt like I could fast really well because I used to forget to eat sometimes. Oh yeah. Like I would, you know, I'd skip lunch and be like seven o'clock. I'm like, did I eat? I can't remember if I ate. Nope. I would do that, that, that was also probably because of laziness. It was usually college. Like, did I eat? No, that's right. I don't have any food. <laughs> I remember we lived together and, uh, like I was packing a lunch for the day because I was going to like go to the lab right after class and just day that work the rest of the day, uh, and, like, I made this sandwich, I was gonna put it in my backpack, and my room was in the basement with the washer and dryer, uh, and, like, I, half of the day, I, I opened my bag, I'm like, oh, shit, where's that sandwich, uh, that I made, and I couldn't, couldn't find it, and I'm like, oh, I must, I don't know what happened to it, and then, like, uh, it was, like, a day or maybe two days later, uh, I was sitting in the living room, and, I think Showtime walked up with this sandwich and was like, 
why is there a sandwich on the dryer? I'm like, oh, that was my sandwich. And you bet your ass I ate it. Good on you. Actually, man. I think it was a little less than a date. Okay. Did it, did it have mayonnaise on it? It did not. Oh, okay. But it did have jelly meat, of course. That's ah, probably fine. I mean, it's like salted and stuff. That's true. Something like, it's probably fine. Yeah. Like, give it a that packaged stuff you get from Walmart or something. You can leave that out for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Mongolia, we'd slaughter a goat and eat it over the course of like five days. And obviously there wasn't any refrigeration up in the desert, so like there'd just be random goat parts hung up in the kitchen tent. Just, you know, at room temperature. Oh, this is the Gobi Desert, so room temperature was, you know, pretty ideal for growing bacteria. Mm. Uh, and uh, just out there, hanging around, and cook it, eat it. I did have explosive, horrible, effervescent diarrhea several times on that trip, but I'm going to say it was something else completely unrelated, so I can say effervescent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the listener, if the, if the listener is queasy, he or she may want to like skip forward 50 seconds. So I had uh, I had to poop real bad and uh, tried to find a place with privacy. Very hard in a very flat desert. Um, Broke out the shovel, ah! overturned some rocks, yeah, and dug a hole. Set the shovel on the ground, and I shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, ah! I, I had a, a particularly... <laughs> are you just, like, saying the sounds that you made while you were shitting? <laughs> no, your cat attacked me. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> ah! I, particularly... Oh! <laughs> I had a... a Particularly voluminous discharge from a beehole. Uh, and when I turned around, like, when I turned around to, like, bury it, it was, like, fizzing and bubbling. Like, you get soda pop. Or, like, a witch's potion. Yeah, yeah. So that's. In retrospect, the, the listener probably should, like, skip forward 30 seconds. Because if they skip forward 15 seconds, I'm going to get, like, right in the middle of that. But oh well. That's their fault for listening to our podcast. Um, it's an imperfect world. Caleb will flag it on the podcast. Yeah, I'll put a big flag on it. Yeah. Didn't they, don't they like cut pieces of meat and then like hang them up to dry? Is that not a place where they do that? Not really to dry, just to store I mean, so the thing. Well, I, I know the, like some of them are like cut really thin so that way they don't catch as much bacteria. No. Like dry no, I, I mean, I think part of this too is in the desert. The sun just kind of bakes the shit out of everything. So, uh, and UV, you know, if you are. There's a way to, like, purify water if you don't have a filtration system where you just put it in a plastic bottle, a clear plastic bottle, and leave it in the sun for, like, six hours, and the UV radiation kills everything. Um, so, I think there's less bacteria just kind of chilling out. All fewer right. desert, fewer bacteria. Um, uh, oot in a boot in the desert, um, just chilling out. So. Oot in a boot in the Canadian desert. Yeah. Okay. yeah so, I, th- I think that's part of it. Probably. Interesting. So I, no. so I may have broken my skull. Uh, who knows? Who cares? Uh, Caleb uh, is Caleb is had a, you know had a falling out with food, yeah. um, and it's just enjoying being food single for a while. Yeah, I'm like really getting to know Caleb. I'm a strong, independent man. I don't need no food. <laughs> Uh, Colin, what crazy shenanigans are happening in your life? Nothing. 
I was a couple weeks ago. Moving on. Curing my foot. Ah, yes. How's that doing? That's perfectly fine. It healed, like, within a week. And you should have, like, put a, like, a metal rod through there to, like, keep that hole open. Yeah. And you could just shove a hole in your foot. I mean, you already have the worst part of it being pierced done, so. Oh, um, so I told people at work that I was doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, and we have had a listener or two. Oh, wow. Wow. At least one listener. I didn't know. I mentioned it. I like sent a link and I was talking to him at one point. He, he mentioned something about it. Like, wait, did you actually listen to that? Yeah. Oh, wow. You listen to more than I have. <laughs> the other people working there I was like, is it any good? I was like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> so that's what we got from Actor. him. Oh, it's okay. He says it needs more structure. Eh. Like, we just talk about random stuff. That's everyone's first question. You have a podcast? What's it about? And then there's no answer to that. Yeah. Like, it's not really about anything. Yeah. Oh, so it's like Seinfeld. Now yeah. it's not really clever. Well, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we need to have, like, segments that aren't squirrel grasshopper segments. What? Those are the core segments of the Slazoom. <laughs> Ethos, man. Just do that to piss me off. I've been I've been looking for excuses to write little like fifteen second jingles for intros to segments. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, I should probably actually do like a real recording of my theme song too, <laughs> the intro music. Yeah. Well, like since I have all that this, this person that. said we need to take uh, listener input on topics that we should cover. We should talk about. Listener and, input. I've tasted her input. Not sure I want to hear. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I give us You nailed it. Well, you hey, should, well, he gave us a, a couple things that we could talk about, so we could move to one of those now. If you want. Sure, I yeah. think the time has come. Listener input. Hey, okay. we're interactive and shit. It's from a guy at work named Gary. Yep, from Gary. <laughs> Of the Gary tribe. And he wanted to know if we could have any animal as a pet, what kind of pet would we have? And he also said, like, if it was just a weird pet, like, what kind of weird pet would you actually want? Yeah. So we can, we can tackle both of those at the same time. So, like, you could have a Brachiosaurus, and then as an actual weird pet, you could have a water buffalo. I don't know. I mean, I think this is a, I think this is maybe a couple part question because like the first qualifier yeah. is like if you could acquire like at the most like what animal would you like to have a, as a pet if you could somehow overcome any logistical issue uh, like hey I'd like a spitting cobra as a pet I just don't want to get venom in my eyes and then I think the second part like if you could if you could somehow acquire any animal you still have to deal with the logistic challenges. Like, what animal do you think would make it? Mm. Yeah. I think, um, like, uh, I would like a pet that's kind of like a person, but small, and, like, I could tell it what to do. A jockey. A what? A jockey. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a jockey, yeah. Just give yourself one of those guys. They're crazy. They can talk. 
Did you know that? Those are aligned right off your bone. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer. I want to. I want a pet jockey. <laughs> or, or, Good or maybe like, if it's a if it's robotic, does that count? Is that or does that have to be biological? Okay, if it's robotic, it can't be one of those <clears throat> pet puppy things that I've already come up. It's oh. got to be something interesting. Okay. I mean, it, it was going to be a robot jockey. Okay, that's fine. That's good. That's interesting. <laughs> that way they don't move all over everywhere. Exactly, yeah. And he'll be, like, super strong, and I could, like, ask him questions, <laughs> and he could, like, Google the Internet for me. Um, Google the Internet? <laughs> Tell yeah. me all about the internet. Where do I find you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm uh... a robot jockey. That's like the perfect start to say. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Gary listens to it. Like, yeah. no, you idiot. That's not what I meant. You <laughs> know, robot jockey's not a thing. For my part, I could really use some new salt and pepper shakers. Um, so I might go with that as an answer, right? No. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so then the most hypothetical, just like what animal do you think would be awesome to have as a pet? I'd say Komodo dragon. They do eat a lot of things, and it would, would you know, bite you and possibly kill you. Uh, so, I guess my second answer for like what pet, if I could somehow acquire this pet ethically and legally, or at least legally, uh, <laughs> well, I'll say at least ethically. I have no ethics over legality. I'd go with the flying fox, you know, like a fruit bed. Mm. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of loud, but they're, they're nice. Yeah. They look so much less creepy and weird than, like, insect eating bats. And small yeah. fruit bats that might be kind of into it. Yeah, they're actually really cute, I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. flying dogs. Yeah, flying foxes, right. They have very, like, vulpine faces. Good word. Vulpine? I think if I could have anything as a pet, I would want to pick an actual dragon. Because I was trying to think of what kind of pet can fly me around. And I'm not really sure there's any of those in the real world, past or present. Maybe some sort of pterodon. Yeah, could, maybe. Yep, can fly me around. But they, you know, they're not real super strong. Flyers. Yeah. They're big gliders for the most part. Yeah. So I want to pick a dragon. I'm going to fly around on a wicked cool dragon. Yeah. That would be pretty good. I want to change my answer to a tiny robot dragon. Jockey. Jockey. <laughs> Who rides <laughs> horses around. He rides tiny horses on the back of a robot dragon. <laughs> But I don't know, like something, maybe a dolphin. Like if I had a big tank of water, could have a couple dolphins in there. That'd be pretty cool. They're, they could rape you. Yeah, they're, they're into that. Dolphins sure do like to. Good luck raping me, dolphins. You'd have to get me to not want it. Ooh, good point. True. Good point. Uh, so, speaking of animals, I, I learned something that fascinated me the other day, and, uh, really makes me want to uh, pull some sort of massive prank. So, uh, my wife and Sarah
Halloween party. We got some Halloween decorations, one of which was uh, like a big wall sticker that had, you know, the the raven and it said Nevermore. So I was thinking about the whole uh, Edgar Allan Poe quote the raven Nevermore. I'm like, can ravens talk? Like, do they have the ability to, like, replicate noises? Like, are, are there other birds other than parrots that can talk? Turns out ravens, yeah, you can you can train a raven to say, like, you know, upwards of maybe ten words or something. Um, and so then I started, I thought, I got down this path of, like, what other non-parrot birds can talk? I mean, of course, like, cockatoos and stuff are, like, kind of parrots. Um, so outside, Jack like, you know, talk. yeah. <laughs> nice. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So, so, so outside of, like, the parrot family, uh, what birds can talk? Apparently, starlings can learn, like, like a few dozen words. And, like, people can... Like, there have been phenomenon in the past with birds that can imitate human speech, where people have kept them as pets and taught them a bunch of words, and then they've escaped and reintroduced to, like, a wild flock, but taught all those birds how to... How to say those words. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh my god, they're just, like, starlings are such a pest in the United States. Just imagine if we captured, like, 500 starlings and raised them in captivity and taught them to yell out racial epithets <laughs> and released them back into the wilds so they could teach the other starlings. <laughs> like, all they'd say. <laughs> they just go out and be like, wanna fuck? Wanna fuck? Like, thousands of them together. Wanna fuck? Wanna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. They would no longer be a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what would probably be not offensive, but just hilarious, is you just taught them to go, I'm a bird! I'm a bird! <laughs> so they're just like, they're just like seven starlings on a telephone bar, just like, I'm, I'm a bird! I'm a bird! I'm a bird! <laughs> Sometimes have a low monotone yeah. Yeah. voice that's like creepy sounding. Yeah. So I mean, ravens. I don't know if they can only learn a few dozen words, or if people just want them to stop talking after that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Mongolia one morning, there was a raven just like sitting on top of my tent, going like, "What's that noise?" They go, "Oh, oh, oh." It's kind of weird <laughs> xylophony noise. But anyway, there's like a raven perched on top of my tent. Making weird noise, and I'm like, this probably isn't a good omen. <laughs> and then you shit on a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fling it at that raven. Detectives? <laughs> Better a raven than a crow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the crows are all liars. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. That's, that's well, anybody who listens to this is going to get that joke, I think. I think so. So I saw. Um, so I, I want to. Bring back a segment that we had buried, but I want to do a little twist on, and that is Grasshopper Corner. Now, the only reason I bring I'm bringing this up, you know, resurrecting it prematurely, is um, since the last podcast we have had some very hard freezes here. So, rip to almost all the grasshoppers, but. Today, I was walking around, I saw a grasshopper. I couldn't believe it. It was like, um, 
fucking Lazarus. Walking around in the sunshine. I mean, he's not going to last much longer, I'm sure, but I was I was pretty impressed. Damn. Shouldn't have lasted this long. Yeah, right? And also, I noticed a lot of spiders, and like weird-looking spiders, very thin legs. Huh. Um, I don't know. Now must be their time of the year to uh, dominate the small animals of the grassland. Grasshoppers have mostly uh, seceded from the uh, from the front. <clears throat> Caleb, you need to eat some food. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Did you eat that grasshopper? <laughs> no, it, it was tempting. I'm curious, like uh, when you go back on food, like how your weight will respond. Like, will your body be in ultra-conservation mode and just, like, freaking hold on to every last calorie, or, or will it just be kind of normal? That's what I'm curious about. Only time will tell. Do you have dreams where you're eating things? Not that I remember. Um, but then again, I rarely remember dreams in general. I see. I feel like if I go a long time without something that I like a lot, I often dream about it. Yeah. And by that I usually mean, like, sexual things. Oh, yeah, butt sex. Butt sex. Yeah. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) So, Colin, were there any other suggestions for topics from Gary? Um, let's see. I think he did have another suggestion, but I don't think I wrote it down. No, shit. Um, I had a suggestion though. Yeah. And I don't know if this will work at all. If if you guys have even ever thought of this, but I was wondering what you guys would consider your greatest quote unquote superpower. Like the thing you do better than everyone, or a thing that's weird that you can do and other people can't do. That's a good one. I can't think of any that wouldn't be like. Uh, okay, well, I know your superpower. <laughs> oh, what's that? It's when the check comes, the waitress always fucks it up and like charges everything to yours. This is true. It's oh, so it doesn't happen every time, but it's definitely happened more times than I to, to Caleb than I've ever seen it happen to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. And also part of the superpower is I'm too much of a bitch to complain about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually I like, I'm, it's like with friends, it's like, ah, you can buy me a beer later or something, and uh, that's fine. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, every time when it happens, it happens to me. That is so great when we were like six people eating and we told the waitress to split the check to you and Lee and like, all of ours were different amounts. They were, like, close. Like, mine was, like, for $3. Uh, Gary and Gary's was, like, for $10. And uh, Gary and Gary's were for, like, $14. And Caleb's was for, like, $35. <laughs> Split evenly. <laughs> yeah, that poor waitress. She, uh, she had no idea what she was doing. Because I think we were also... 
about the only people there. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like she was busy. She was just... Where was this at? Uh, some pizza joint in Kansas City. Hmm. Yeah, close to the venue was for sponsored your joint. Okay. Yeah. My superpower... That's an interesting superpower. I wasn't part of that. For some reason, I get along really well with, well, with, with almost everyone, uh, but especially, like, assholes. Like, people that everyone insists you just can't get along with and everyone hates, or they're like, oh man, they hate everyone you can't get along with. I always get along really well with them, and so it's it's really hard for me to pass judgment on people, because everyone could be talking about how much of an asshole someone is, and like, they're always nice to me, so... That's my, my, my superpower is that assholes are always nice to me for some reason. So, like, like in, in the, like, Nazi Germany, like, you and Hitler would be chumps. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, people say he's, he's kind of an asshole, but he's always been nice to me. Yeah. yeah. And he has some good points. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves dogs. God, I never could get along. King yeah, <laughs> his name's too fucking long. <laughs> I keep telling people that I I probably shouldn't start it with um, okay, what's one of the topics that you talked about? I'm like, okay, well we talked about how much of an asshole Martin Luther King did, <laughs> <laughs> and then I go and like, oh here, let me explain, let me explain, and then I never get like a smile out of anyone. <laughs> uh, a hallowed figure. You can't even talk about how its name is too long. No. I thought it was like the best topic we'd had. Yeah. That did, stupid Well, stuff. did they warm up when you told them about how I made allegations that I traveled back in time uh, so that Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, could bang me while I was 12 years old? <laughs> um, did, did that warm them up any... <laughs> I didn't bring that up. <laughs> oh, maybe next time. Yeah, you might have to really warm him up to that one. <laughs> but I, I was not thinking of the type of things that you guys thought of as superpower. I went with more of a physiological superpower that I have. And oh. that's my ability to control my hiccups. I don't have that power. Definitely you do don't not. Don't know it. But yeah, if, as long as I'm not shit-faced, if my hiccups pop up, I can just stop them immediately. Huh. Wow. Okay. It's really nice. You should join the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're doing physiological physiological superpowers. Uh, I can crack like, almost every joint in my body, uh, and do, often. And uh, <laughs> I am a remarkably fast pooper. Nice. Like a... Uh, I, I do not need to spend much time on the old throne. On the old shovel. Yeah, on the old shovel. I'm just bringing everything back. <laughs> <laughs> I take forever. It's rough for me going at any point because it just doesn't go. Yeah. It, even anymore, it doesn't even matter if I'm completely alone, which I never am anymore with these dogs around. But uh, yeah. do, do the dogs help or hurt? I mean, do they offer like moral support? They more or less just leave me alone. Uh, as long as I keep the door open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so if Nicole is here, I have to close it. And then it gets worse. Uh, and they're whining at the door. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I can, I think I can smell it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you could have bought it in there, your cooking mask. Uh, yeah. What, what would be a non-physiological superpower that I have? Can you guys help me? Do I have any, any personality traits that are unusual in any way? I mean, you have super long thumbs. I mean, you've got a face that you just want to punch. I, I guess that's, uh, that's kind of borderline, because it's like other people's personalities merging with your, Physiological. You're a magnet um, yeah. for aggressive assholes, I guess, maybe. Although I've never been punched. Nor have I ever punched anyone else. You're also very intimidating. So. You're like the person that people love to hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you, that's you, T. Oh, that's you calling perfect. <laughs> and this doesn't come from me. Your mom called me earlier and said that. <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, you just want to hit him sometimes, you know? <laughs> split your hand open, and you'd split your hand right in half if you punch him in the nose, though. It's so yeah. sharp. Yeah, relax, face. That is true. Yeah, you gotta watch out for that. Anyone thought about your superpower, Caleb? I don't know, kind of thrust one upon you. Mm-hmm. I do. No, I, I, I don't really have any. I'm uh, pretty vanilla, really. Wait, didn't you say one already? Uh, I mean, I mean, outside of always getting uh, fucked oh, over yeah. when the check gets split, um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you do a good job of making pe- people feel stupid um, oh, without yeah. meaning to, or any, you know, you just t- kind of talk about things that are right on your level but happen to be quite a ways above other people's heads. Yeah, and I try to talk about it in a very confusing and convoluted manner. Uh, which uh, which tends to make it even worse. Uh, yeah. So oh, so I alienate people. That's my superpower. Oh yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Like I, who? Well, like like the people you're talking about. It's like you know, hanging out with people. I talk about oh. weird shit, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be around that guy anymore. And so. Uh, that's how I do. So I got that cat. Yeah, got the cat who's uh, just chilling here. Uh, so I, I've got uh, another topic that we, we can talk about. Okay, so this is kind of a classic one, I think. Mm. Um, which suppose you're given two hundred and fifty million dollars mm-hmm. um, that you just you just have like. Already, like taxes and everything are taken care of. You don't have like people coming after you for it. Um, you just get to take this money and do with it whatever you want. What would you do with it? I would definitely just like uh, put it in a what's like a savings account or whatever. But just live off because the interest of two hundred fifty million dollars, even it's like a shitty savings account, is less. Yeah, I mean, that, that way I'd have a constant stream of money. Then I'd just, like, do jack shit. Like, I'd, I'd probably just treat it, like, every day as, like, a Saturday now. I don't necessarily, you know, I'd probably take more, like, vacations to exotic places, but um, eat out more and stuff. But I, I just really enjoy the freedom to not have to worry about money and shit and just kind of do whatever the hell I yeah. want. Yeah, nice. I mean, like, one of those eccentric billionaire or not billionaire, quarter billionaire, whatever. You, you don't have to add the word eccentric if you're talking about you. Ah, good point. <laughs> good point, yeah. 
a guy like, maybe like, he has millions of dollars. Why does he drive like a 98 Jetta? And like, I have, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's like a football player that does that too. Still drives his like high school shitty car and he has millions of dollars. I mean, Warren Buffett drives When I asked about it, he's like, I like that car. It works. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, Warren, Warren, Warren Buffett drive like a 93 Lincoln or something? Oh, Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like a nice car when it came out, but not like, like a nice domestic car, not like a super high luxury car. And just, yeah, it works for him, so. Nice. How much money does it take to secure a submarine ride to the bottom of the ocean? Probably less. Yeah, a lot less than that, I would think. Probably like 50000 maybe. I don't know. I mean, I James Cameron. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than like, like to go up Everest, it's like, what, $30,000 or something? Sure. Isn't it? It's got to be a lot more than that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there's of people go to the bottom of the ocean than go to the top of Everest, for yeah. sure. I would think, yeah. Uh, I would want to spend money to do that. Yeah. Seems like it'd be kind of boring down there. It'd be like dark. If you can, like, go on a week trip and see some bioluminescence or, I I think they say every time someone goes to the bottom of the ocean, they discover a new species. So. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, if they find life, they discover a new species. Yeah. Sometimes they have to make a new species. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man, I saw this one last week, and he was giving me those same eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out. We're going to join the Mile Deep Club. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that a title for the episode? Mile Club. <laughs> That reminds me, uh, it's either that or, quote the raven, I'm a bird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm revising that. It'd be much funnier if they said, hey, I'm a bird. You gotta add the hey. I don't know what brought this up, but, uh, I realized why this occurred to me, but, uh, so we went to a wedding a few weeks ago uh, for a friend of ours, and I was asking another friend of ours, deep voice Gary, if he was going via mm-hmm. text message, um, and his family, uh, used to own this pond, or used to own this, this cabin, so I got this pond, um, that I thought I heard something about, like, part of the old Carlton schoolhouse was in there because a tornado threw it in. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast. Oh, we did, yeah. That's long time ago. Okay. Yeah, that's like the most Nebraska thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So did you oh, yeah. Out? Well, sorry we ruined that topic by having already talked about oh, it. <laughs> he said, he, well, he said, like, well, that pond's not there anymore. We sold it to so-and-so for his grazing land. Uh, but, yeah, a tornado threw a school in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they... They did end up selling them? Yeah, I think so. Or renting them. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Was what, Caleb, you didn't say what you'd do with that money. Um, so I think I would get a robot body. And, um... Use robot it. jockey? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, okay. I just can win the Kentucky Derby. 
yeah, I, t- I take the first, let's say, 50 million, and yeah, our, you know, prototype and develop a robot jockey um, that I would keep around as a pet. And then the other 200 million, I would use that technology and give myself a larger version of his body for my body. So I would be a robot also. Except I would also have like uh, cannons for arms and laser eyes and a heart as cold as steel. (laughs) Nice. Good. I like to see somebody do something completely outlandish. Like you inherited from a distant relative $250 million. What are you going to do with it? You're like, I'm going to buy 96 million copies of The Last Samurai. (laughs) You know, it would be funny to, like, buy the world supply of something and just be an asshole and dole it out randomly to people who are completely undeserving. That would be pretty good. That's kind of like what happened when uh, Nintendo made these... uh, like reissues of like oh the, my god the NES mini yes. and the SNES mini. I mean, this happens all the time. Where people just like bought them up to scalp them. Yeah, you, you can do that. Like that would be a total dick move. That just, would like, be a great dick move. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then just like give them out at I don't know, like nursing homes or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, like give them to the Amish. Yeah, yeah. Or like third world <laughs> countries where they don't have electricity and TVs <laughs> and stuff. That'd be great. That's a pretty good idea. Or just, like, get a, a cargo plane and scatter them over Antarctica. That'd be pretty good. But I think it would be it would be fun to do, like, huge, elaborate pranks that aren't really even, like, mean, that are just weird, that people can't even be, be mad about. Like, what I've always wanted to do is to bring it like, a super crack team of contractors and, like, add another room to someone's house while they're away from the weekend and then just act like nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, don't do a big reveal or anything. Just add it and, like, you know, maybe, like, throw a couple, like, if this person, like, drinks Pepsi, put a couple, like, empty, empty Pepsi cans there. Like, maybe put, like, a pair of shoes in there so it looks like they've been using it for a while. And just everyone just be completely mum about it and like just act confused when they bring it up. So I, I think I really like that idea. I think a whole room might go a little too far. I think adding like a closet, like a hallway <laughs> closet or something. One closet per week. <laughs> <laughs> To somebody who's like old, so they think they're losing their mind. Eventually, every room has three or four closets. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day they come in, they come home, they open their front door, and it's just a closet inside. It's like their their whole house is just there's nothing yeah. in there. It's just a closet. It's like you take out all the walls. It's one big room with like you know the the big wooden bar where you hang clothes. Yeah. It's a giant one with giant clothes on it. <laughs> I'd also pull like really elaborate, but also at their heart very mature pranks. Like what I'd like to do is like uh, get take someone's car and like find the same year, make and model, and color um, of it, and then just like 
take out the engine and everything so that, like, when they put the key in and turn it, you just have a speaker that, like, blasts fart sound effects and just, like, pours noxious gas from the <laughs> You know, like, tow their car away or someone, move their car away, take the plates off, put it on this car, put it in the parking space. They get in and turn the key in. <laughs> The cars are just like blaring fart noises, like spewing like green fog out of the back. Especially if it's like at their workplace, we've got to try and be professional and everything. Like, how do you, like, how do you even try and react to that in an appropriate professional or any way, actually? I think some good pranks. I like this. I like the idea of if we become millionaires, like hundred millionaires, we're just gonna pull elaborate pranks on people. <laughs> I was thinking, just like take somebody's most cherished possession, like their grandmother's diary, and then fire it out of a rocket into the sun. Like I could just burn it, but because I have the money, <laughs> into the sun, and you have to watch. Nice. And or, like, put it on the moon and have, like, a camera on the moon where it just broadcasts it to a certain channel all day, every day, that that's where that item is. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Do you think you could get to the moon with $250 million? I don't, I don't know I mean, if a person could. I feel like you could put something there. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, uh, it would also be fun to just, like, Start a museum dedicated to some like really random celebrity like Gary Busey. Um, like start at a place that has like nothing to do with Gary Busey and just fill like with dubious claims like wax, wax sculptures of like, uh, Gary Busey, uh, I don't know, like, uh, like delivering Chris Rock. Yes, as a baby. As a, as a baby. Like, like, yep, this is something that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, this is the celebrity guys. We can go ahead and use his real name. Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, you just, like, make it up. You know, it's like how, like, what the North Koreans do with the Kim family. It's like you do you that, but with hamburgers. Yeah, it's just some random celebrity. I mean, Gary Busey's probably too much of a celebrity to actually do this. You'd have to do, like, with some TV actor who, like, had like a role on one episode of like a mod- moderately successful sitcom, and then was in like a couple of commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I can't okay. think of anybody. <laughs> um, be appropriate about Christopher Melanie, the guy from um, Law and Order SVU. He was in a couple movies, but come on, nobody knows, nobody knows that guy. Okay. Maybe he, he uh, delivered Chris Rock. <laughs> I'm liking it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Gary Sinise, but he was in Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. He was a famous person. He, uh, and Apollo 13. Oh, in the, in the museum, we could have like a replica of the, like, the Declaration of Independence, and instead of Herbie Hancock's signature, it's got this guy's signature, like, bold in the middle. Yeah. And it's also tattooed on Gary Busey's chest. <laughs> well, no, the, doc- the Declaration of Independence was actually 
not written on parchment, but tattooed on Gary Busey. Yeah. And the tattoo artist's name? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. It's the holy trinity of celebrities. Gary Busey, Nicholas Cage, and whoever the other guy. <laughs> It'd also be really funny if you had that much money to, like, start a really stupid business. Um, if you just afford to hemorrhage money, like, um, I don't know, like a restaurant that, uh, I know, like, all their dishes have to contain sardines. Like, it's like, the sardine can! Uh, and there's just, like, sardines jammed in the soda dispenser. Or something. <laughs> like, uh, and, like, they specialize I in... I thought you were gonna go, like, Daniel, Daniel Tasha's thing was, like, he had millions and millions. He would, he would open up a restaurant called, thank you for calling, how may I help you? <laughs> called, you'd have to answer, thank you for calling, thank you for calling, how may I help you, how may I help that would be pretty good. But who calls restaurants these days? I feel like that wouldn't really work that well. You know what I mean? It's antiquated. Yeah. yeah. Like a restaurant that just like only serves the after dinner mints. Like, it's the best part of the meal! <laughs> we throw out all the other shit! Come to Crazy Ethan's Mint World, or Crazy Ethan's old-fashioned American-style mint buffet. Or you can choose between literally two kinds of mints. Peppermint and spearmint. We've got them both. <laughs> Just try Rich to stay away. <laughs> you might make money on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. It backfired and become wildly successful. This is a good topic. Even though it's like, it's very tried and true. Yeah. What would you do with millions and millions? Usually it's like, what would you do with a million? But that really limits you. I'm not going to the bottom of the ocean with a million dollars. It's not right. happening. Yeah. I don't think. You know, it's just um, the, the, these um, theoretical questions, you know, have to appreciate with uh, inflation, just like everything else. Yeah. You know? A million dollars doesn't get you what it used to. Unless you're buying dollars, then it gets you the same That's amount. true. Or pennies. Or pennies, yes. It's also the same. But guys, I think uh, I think that about does it. Four. Another, yes. Colin, you're, you're giving me the sad eyes. Yeah, that, seems like, that seems like that was so short. How long have we been doing that? We're, we've been going over an hour. Holy shit. Yeah, time I'm having so much fun, you guys. Yeah. Well, we can talk about this some more next time. Yeah, and we can continue talking about the really interesting stuff. Um, after we stop recording. I mean, the listener... So, I mean, I, I found the true meaning of life and ultimate happiness and came face-to-face with God the other day, but the listener doesn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, you need to buy a premier membership to hear <laughs> all the good stuff after the free stuff is over. Yeah. <laughs> and the cost of a premier membership? $250 million! <laughs> <laughs> listener, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time! It's like um, the Holocaust, you know? <laughs> sure, in our universe, a lot of Jews got killed, but in the multiverse, there's a lot, a lot of Jews, Jews got cake. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha ha!
how can they be upset? That's the most optimistic way of thinking that you can possibly have. Like, sure, a bunch of dudes got killed in our universe. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them got cake.